This episode was previously recorded. You're listening to This Is How We See It with your host, Eric Lee. The show where we say it like we see it. Thanks for tuning in to the show. Welcome to it. My name is Eric Lee, and in the studio with me, I've got Ronnie V. Hello, hello. And Miss C. You know it. So how's everyone hot today? Hot as a fish in grease. Yes. Just the grease, really. Hot. Feel good to me. How did uh, Kevin Hart say his son say, hot daddy? <laughs> hot. <laughs> about the oven. Um, yeah, like 90, 95 degrees today, but with the heat index like 100 and something today. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's hot today. Well, I, I rolled my outside. windows down on the way over here because by the time it would have cooled yeah, off, no, air conditioner two of my down. eyebrows would have been gone. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's like one of the hottest on record. We didn't get really that hot last year. I remember them talking about it. Like here in North Carolina, we didn't get the kind of heat for some reason that we normally do. Last year, we did not get these um, heat um, degrees that uh, we're getting this year. Mm. Like last year wasn't uh, as hot as this year. Mm. Uh, Miss C and I... Um, interviewed uh dr nakisha hammond i wish i had been here ronnie b because uh dr nakisha hammond from brandon florida she's a child psychologist and she special specializes in mental health disorders in children and teens Mm -hmm. and miss c and i interviewed her for about 30 minutes now i slated this interview for like 13 minutes but when she got to talking and just you know like her knowledge about uh, adolescence, yeah, adolescents and mm-hmm. teens and mental health is just like it's 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 really really she's really knowledgeable about yeah, it. Yeah, and what to look for in your child, um, some type of signs that let you know that this might be happening, yeah. or yeah. you know, yeah, and how to prevent um, you know uh, emotionally disturbed children. So we're gonna play that interview right now. Here is Dr. Nakisha Hammond. We are talking today to Dr. Nakisha Hammond. And uh, welcome to the show, Dr. Hammond. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you for being here. So let me just give a little background about you. You are Dr. Nakisha Hammond. You are a licensed psychologist, a speaker, and the author of The Practical Guide to Raising Emotionally healthy children you are also the founder of Hammond Psychology and Associates and you are out of Brandon Florida actually we are on the air uh, on WYPW power 90.1 in Brandon awesome so um, (laughs) now you specialize in mental health in kids and teens is that correct Yes, I do. We specialize in um, psychological evaluations to really look at what all is going on with a child, if it's ADHD or learning disabilities or depression, anxiety, or just really to see what's going on with the child and have the best treatment approach for them. Wonderful. Um, And, you know, when I was thinking about this show and doing a little research about it, I was just thinking about when I was a child. And and I have to be honest with you. I'm 46 years old now. I don't normally tell my age uh, on the (laughs) air. But um, what kids go through now 
is nothing like it was when I was a child and a teenager. I would completely agree, agree with you. Yeah, it's, um, mm-hmm. yeah, well, you're right. I mean, the times are, are very different, um, especially with the Internet and social media and cyberbullying particularly. Um, children have such a different set of demands now than, you know, when, when we were growing up. I completely agree with you. Yeah, and we're going to be talking about bullying uh, a little later on in the interview because – I, you know, and and, and again, I'll I'll save that for for when we get to that. Um, And so today's topic is going to be like how to raise an emotionally healthy child and how to recognize red flags um, in children. And so what are some of the red flags, uh, Dr. Hammond, that a child may be suffering from a mental health disorder? So some of the red flags are really when you start to see their decline in their performances could be academically. You start to see that their grades are starting to go down. You start to see that they start withdrawing from their friends or from family members. For some kids, I mean, they will say, I want to hurt myself or I want to kill myself, which is something to take very seriously. Um, Sometimes their eating patterns change and they're eating a lot more than usual or less than usual. Sometimes they can't sleep or they're having nightmares or they're sleeping too much. Um, And a lot of times parents really, I always remind parents to listen to your intuition because there's a lot of times parents will say, I just felt in my gut that something wasn't right with my child. And that's really the time to start taking action. When you've tried things at home, but you know that something is not right, they're moodier, they're they're just different. Um, You're afraid they're getting involved with the wrong crowd, or maybe if they're older, they're getting into drugs or alcohol. These are warning flags and red signs that something more severe could be going on with them like withdrawing away like i i i see a lot uh and i'm talking strictly like tv and movies but Mm -hmm. you know i see uh, a lot of times when they withdraw from their from their families when they don't you know they don't want to be around them or they're so secretive uh, that, right, right, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's and it's very scary behavior. Actually, um, that's actually a question that I get quite quite often on different shows. Is especially for the teens. You know, when is it okay? Obviously, you know, sometimes we don't want to spend time with our family as a teenager. But but really, when it's withdrawing to the point where you're not seeing your child anymore, they are constantly in their room. They are constantly not wanting to be a part of the family, not wanting to spend time with friends, not even wanting to text or use social media or video games or whatever it is that they used to love to do, they've stopped doing those things and they've really just withdrawn um, away from society, their hobbies, their friends and families. Those are really big warning signs. So what I hear you saying is that not necessarily because the child doesn't really want to be around family sometimes is that cause to worry. Uh, especially mm-hmm. teenagers, but when it's when it's when it's a pattern, when it's when it's right. constant, that's that's when right. You when need it's to be. constant, mm-hmm. and, and one of the things, uh, as you mentioned, and that's a good point too, is this isn't something every child, every teen, every adult, we all have our bad days. So this isn't something that they're upset because they, you know, broke up with a boyfriend or girlfriend, or they didn't get a good grade or something. They didn't make a sports team. This is not something that happens for a couple of days. This is something we're seeing as a pattern where it's happening weeks and weeks on end, in some cases months. The the longer it is occurring, the scarier it gets. So when it becomes a pattern is where you're really looking at something more significant. Ah. Now, um, the stigma of mental health is, you know, for, for a lot of people, 
um, it, it has a negative stigma. You know, people try to hide their family members with mental health disorders. They're they're ashamed. What can families do to um, overcome the stigma of having a child with a mental health disorder? I really think that parents need to, I, I know, I, I trust me, I'm in this, but I know it's hard and I know it's difficult, but parents really need to empower one another, find someone, a like-minded person um, that believes in mental health treatment, and, and really empower them. And, and, and unfortunately, if surrounding you, you know, there are disbelievers or people um, that are going to make fun of you or say negative things about your child for whatever condition they may have, just recognize the best thing that you can do for your child is to get them help and to get them help early. Yeah. Because the research shows that, on average, many parents and many families wait years sometimes to get their child help. And I have seen that myself in our practice that um, many individuals will say, well, this, hap- this started, whatever the condition was, started happening when they were five or six, let's say. And I don't see them until they're 10 years old or 11 because of that stigma and that shame and that embarrassment. But the best thing that you can do is to start early. I, I am elated when someone comes to me and they have a kindergartner or a first, second, third grader, and they're starting young because the earlier you get your child help, the better that that prognosis can be for that child. Yeah, I did a I did a little bit of research before the interview and stats say that over 4 million children and adolescents mm-hmm. in this country have a mental disorder. Hmm. Yes. That is that's that's a lot of kids. It's a lot. It it really is. The numbers the numbers are there. Like you mentioned there are millions of of children and teens, but for many families, it really feels like they may be the only, sure. you yeah. know, person with uh, they're the only um, parent of a child with ADHD or with depression or anxiety or whatever else they may be experiencing. But like you said, there are millions of youth in our country that are, you know, are dealing with a mental health condition. And here's a more alarming stat to me. Only 20 percent of those children get the help that they need. And that is exactly right. And that one of the reasons, there's many reasons, but one of the factors in our country is because of that stigma of mental health. Because the reality is if many parents, if we have a child that comes down with the flu, everybody knows about it. Sure. So we, I mean, we tell everyone. Sure. Oh, my kid has a flu and they're, you know, they're not going to school, they're sick, whatever it is. But once a child has something else, a mental health condition, all of a sudden we, we sort of resort to this fear and this shame, and we're afraid to tell others about what our child is going through. And that can be tough for many parents, too, to, to harbor that guilt or that resentment. But, but in the bigger picture, as I mentioned earlier, I think we're moving forward as a country, which I'm excited about, um, to, to really move out of this fear and, and stigma of mental health to make sure that we're getting the kids the help that they need. That is so important. Wow. Um, now... What are tips? What can parents do? Because, you know, we hear a lot of times that, you know, um, you know, the children are our future, which I truly believe that they are. And if we can reach them early, you know, yeah. we may be able to, you know, uh, kind of avoid some of these some of these yeah. issues. So what can families do to help uh, raise more emotionally healthy kids? The biggest one of the biggest pieces of advice that I often give 
to parents is there's such a power in connection for children. There's so many children, so many teens, they're, they're, they're needing connection. So make sure that they're connected, truly connected to someone or something. Um, for some families, that's not the parent. That's okay. If there's a parent that's working multiple jobs and you say, I, I just don't have time, that's fine. Find them a mentor. Find them someone from your place of worship or a friend, coworker, a family member, whomever, but make sure that they have someone in their life that they're connected to because the reality is there are so many unexpected things that happen in life. And to really make that child emotionally healthy, they need someone, some positive influence out there in their life to help them sort of combat life um, and to deal with it and to process it and to talk about it. So make sure they're connected to someone and also make sure they're connected to something mm-hmm. as well. So for some kids, they're they're not good in school, which is fine. They're great at sports or they're great at uh, singing or or you know arts or whatever it is that they're they're really good at then encourage that with them and make sure that they're you know again they're connected to that hobby or that um that talent that they have because what i've seen in many cases too is that let's say a child with adhd they will uh, for some children they will feel a little bit behind and feel um maybe isolated or or you know, having a difficult time with that label, if you will, but to remind them that there's so many other positive things about them and constantly, you know, encouraging their strengths and remind them of all the other positive things besides this one aspect of them could really do, uh, you know, just a world of difference for them in their life. When when we talk about, you know, what can parents do, um, why is it important for, like, fathers you know we hear a lot of times about you know it's very important for fathers you know especially little boys because we learn how to be men from our fathers and then I I I hear that young women learn how to be treated by men by looking at their father and how he may treat their mother so Mm -hmm. why is it important for like fathers to to be in their children's lives yeah, um, and that's a great question. They've they've actually done a lot of research studies recently about about the involvement of fathers, and in particular for girls. I mean, it really helps girls to have higher self esteem um, and to do well in school. For boys, they've shown um, boys with fathers being involved less aggression, less impulsivity, and overall they've shown better outcomes when when fathers are really involved. But again. You know, as you mentioned, it, it's so important, and thankfully now, I would say in the last decade or two, um, the the trend in, in society, we've uh, seen more about how important it is for fathers to be involved as well. Sure. In the past, it used to be uh, this huge, um, you know, focus on mothers, which obviously mothers are important too, but now we've really seen the importance of fathers, and especially in the research. Um, so it's very important, definitely, for fathers to be involved. Wow. We have to take our first break. We will be right back in just a moment. We're talking to Dr. Nakisha Hammond. Back in a moment. Stay with us. Yo, 
contemplate my enemies like a game of chess where I rest. No stress if you don't smoke less. I must confess my destiny's manifest. There's some vortex and sweats. I make tracks like I'm homeless. Rap orgies before the best. Capture your bounty like Elliot Ness. Yes, bless you. We are back. Thanks for coming back with us, talking to Dr. Nakisha Hammond about raising emotionally healthy children. And, and before we went to break, she was talking about how important it was for fathers and mothers, really, but but also fathers to be uh, in in their children's lives in order for you know, to ensure uh, uh, an emotionally healthy child. And not to say that if a, if a father is not in the home, mm-hmm. that, you know, that the, that the child is going to have an emotional, you know, uh, problem. Right. But, you know, um, it, it, it definitely helps. There, there is a, and I've heard this before, and I want you to talk a little bit on this, uh, Dr. Hammond, um, that if a parent has a mental illness, does that necessarily mean that a child would have it? And, and, and if you know the percentage of that, is that true? Um, no, it doesn't. It doesn't guarantee it. Um, just like any other physical health condition, so diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, or, you know, whichever else, there is a genetic link um, for many mental health conditions, but there's not a guarantee that, let's say, a mom has depression that the child will have it as well. Um, some of the research, though, um, for uh, individuals with bipolar disorder, they have found a really high correlation. Um, some, in some cases or some studies, up to 90% of people um, diagnosed with bipolar disorder will have a family member who also has some sort of mood disorder. Or if it's depression, some of the studies have shown that there's a 20% risk for children to develop depression as compared to a 10% risk if Uh the parent does not have depression. Um, So, again, there is an increased risk, like you mentioned, but it's not a guarantee um, by any means. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Can you tell us the difference? Well, me, because I really want to know. What Mm -hmm. is the difference between schizophrenia and bipolar, or is there a difference? Yes, there is a difference, and it's often commonly uh, confused, which is okay, um, but I will clarify it. So, so with bipolar disorder, really, bipolar disorder is a mood disorder. So it looks at, or it could have uh, depression. The person could have periods of depression and then periods of what we call mania. So this is really elevated mood. Sometimes it's very, a very irritable mood. Sometimes in some severe cases, people have to be hospitalized because, I mean, they feel so good, so high that um, some people will go on shopping sprees or some people will, you know, have to be hospitalized because of the behavior. It's reckless behavior, basically, because the mood is so high and so elevated. And there's a lot of other components to that um, disorder versus schizophrenia, which uh, is basically a psychotic disorder. So there are individuals that have hallucinations or maybe they have delusions or things like that. It can be, for some cases, very debilitating, um, depending on the severity of the schizophrenia. But, yeah, they're, they're different, um, kind of different categories of disorders. Um, but nonetheless, depending on the, – the biggest thing with not just those two disorders, but mental health in general that people should always understand is that it really depends. It does not – there's no two people that have the same – 
set of symptoms that look the same. Right. Yeah. Um, so in some cases, these symptoms may be very mild. Um, the person's functioning, they're going to work, they're, you know, or if they're a child, they're going to school, they're functioning fine. And then there's, you know, obviously the severe end of it where, you know, people are hospitalized and they, they can't function in society. So there's a huge spectrum, um, a huge range of symptoms with um, those two disorders and, and all disorders, really. So uh, schizophrenia is, you know, I'm hearing voices, I'm, you know, I'm seeing things like that. And then bipolar is one minute I'm I'm depressed and then the next I'm 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 on a high. I, I want to, you know, clean the house, you know. Um, yeah, it could it could be that as well. Um, the moods definitely fluctuate. It, it depends on people um, tend to think of bipolar disorder as. Well, in one minute, you know, I was really sad, and then five minutes later I was, you know, really high. But really, uh, for some people, it's periods of time, so it could be months oh, okay. um, that they go through being really, really depressed. And then it could be maybe two, three months of being, um, you know, having mania or, you know, or some other symptoms. So it, it really depends how it fluctuates. Um, generally, generally for most people, not like within a day, just maybe months at a time or weeks at a time. Um, but yeah, but like I mentioned, it definitely looks different depending on depending on the person. And 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 can someone have both, or is it, is it unlikely? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, you can have both. Um, you can't. Yes, you can't have both. Interesting. No. I, I also in my research, I um, it it said that most. Uh, disorders start to manifest when the like at fourteen. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Yep. Around. Yep. Yep. Around fourteen, fifteen. Really, around the teen years, the early, mid-teen years, later teen years, sometimes early twenties, are when most disorders manifest. But again, um, I mean, there there are disorders, many disorders that I've seen that start earlier in childhood as well. Sure. That's yeah. just the average age. But sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about bullying now, and uh, this is very important to me because I have uh, nieces and nephews. I have uh, cousins who are in uh, schools, and and I think that I, I think they all have have had some type of um, instance or or some type of uh, problem with with a a bully, and so I personally do not think that schools do enough about bullying um i don't know why i don't i don't know why it's it's not taken seriously uh in schools now and i'm not saying all schools all over but i'm saying Mm -hmm. in some of the schools that my nieces and nephews go to I, i one of my cousin's daughter was being bullied and uh the the principal actually told her, Dr. Hammond, this is what she said. She said, oh, don't worry about it. Uh, she'll be bullying somebody else next week. Oh, no. And, 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 and I'm thinking to myself, if you know that this bully is a problem, you know, like, why is it that they can't do something about it? Is there is there some type of law? Like, I, I, I don't I don't I don't understand it. Yeah, there is. There is actually. Um, there's so there's different levels of, of bullying laws. Well, not that I'm an attorney, but um, but there there is a federal law about bullying or anti-bullying, and then there's a state law for Florida. But really, most importantly, there's different districts throughout Florida. So where we're at um, is Hillsborough County. Um, so I would highly, highly encourage um, parents listening, you know, to this program to really make sure that you know your district 
anti-bullying law Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, the the plan, if you will, and and just literally a Google search. So whatever county you're in, like it would be Hillsborough County, um, you know, the bullying rule, if you will, and and it really gives specifically what is tolerated and what is not, and it also lists sort of the procedures, like what you should do. So, for example, first going to, you know, well, maybe the teacher or the principal, and if that doesn't work, you know, where to go next, and if that doesn't work, going to the head of the school board. I mean, so there's steps in place, um, and there's actually, you know, definitely laws and, and, you know, kind of rules and guidelines, if you will, of, of how to approach that. But absolutely, I mean, I encourage so many parents often um, to really, really advocate for their children, especially when it comes to bullying or even cyberbullying, because the reality is, which we see constantly in the news, and it's heartbreaking, frankly, is that kids nowadays are to the point where they are taking their lives yes. because of how impactful bullying is. Yes. And these are words yes. that people are using. Yeah. Words as weapons. And, 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 and I guess the question was, and I guess you just answered it, is what effect does bullying have on mm-hmm. children? And, and you just said it. It's, I mean, a lot of kids um, commit suicide over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, 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 it's just crazy to me. And, I mean, I, and I can talk about that, you know, about this, this one incident uh, of my cousin. You know, the, the, the mother, uh, was she was banned from even stepping on school grounds. Oh wow! Oh yeah, it, 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 the whole thing, the whole thing oh, wow. was just yeah because they had to call the mother, the mother to come pick the daughter up. But my cousin noticed she was across the street, and she said, "Well, why can't she? Why, why is she not here to talk?" And the principal said, "Oh, she can't come on. She can't set foot on the school grounds because wow. she's because she has so so." It seems to me that the daughter learned the behavior from the mother. Mm-hmm. Probably mm-hmm. is okay. is probably what happened. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's important for parents to set a good example, you know, for for their children. I mean, if you are, for lack of a better word, a hell raiser, mm-hmm. <laughs> then then probably <laughs> you're going to be raising hell raiser. I mean, you know what I mean? Well, absolutely. I mean, and and that is very key. What you said that we. We, as parents, have to be role models. I mean, I mean, within our own homes, because kids are watching, no matter how young they are. I will, oh, my goodness, I've had so many young children, like four, five, six-year-olds, tell me all sorts of things that I just can't believe they've said, um, that they've witnessed and that, I mean, they eavesdrop, and they, you know, they, they see things, and they really pick up information on behavior what their parents are doing so mm-hmm. so yeah definitely being a role model is important um you know obviously in your home um but also being aware as much as possible of what children are viewing as well because even right now in the media is just i mean i would just say ridiculousness sure, yeah. if that was a word um yeah. <laughs> with the violence and the outbursts and just behavior um, that adults are displaying. So imagine what our children are seeing, and they were wondering why they're bullying each other, and they're acting the way they are. Mm-hmm. So, so it's just definitely something to keep in mind that we have to be mindful of what we are doing and also what they're observing, because these are things that they'll start imitating. Wow. Um, how can parents um, improve the self-esteem of of their child? 
So, yeah, so there, that's a great question. So there's a lot of things that parents can really do to, to really boost their child's esteem. And one of the biggest things is to, to, to really to praise them. I think that oftentimes <clears throat> as parents we're uh, very focused on discipline, as we should be, and, and make sure they're you know, doing the right things, but also making sure that we're praising them for their positive behaviors mm-hmm. as well. That's a little bit harder to do sometimes um, and to think about, but praising them for their positive behaviors, making sure to get them involved in things that they like as well and things that they're good at, Um, making sure, again, to have someone in their life um, that they can connect to a positive person, um, as I mentioned earlier, and and overall just, you know, making sure that, that you help them to remain emotionally healthy which means that you help them to to understand that there definitely will be things in life that are going to happen that they're sure. not going to expect. But helping them to really to learn coping skills and how to deal with those things now from a, you know in childhood because that's really going to prepare them for, for their adult life. Yeah, we have to take another break. We'll be right back in just a moment. Stay right with us. Ready or not, here I come. Can't hide. Play my enemies like a game of chess where I rest. No stress, don't smoke less. I must confess, my destiny's manifest. There's some cortex and sweats. I make tracks like I'm homeless. Rap orgies before he invests. Capture your bounty like Elliot Ness. Yes, bless you if you represent the food. We are back talking to Dr. Nakisha Hammond about uh, raising emotionally healthy children. And last question for you. This is one of the hosts, one of the co-hosts on the show. She couldn't be here today, Tanae. Mm-hmm. Tanae has a three-year-old, uh, oh, he's four now, mm-hmm. a four-year-old little boy. And her question is, should she be alarmed or should parents be alarmed when a child reverts back to baby-like behavior, like like the way they talk? Like, is, is, there, is that something to be alarmed about? I would say a couple of things. Um, the first thing is if there's any new changes in their life that you can recognize. So a lot of times kids will do that if there's a new sibling or if maybe there's a new move or a new stressor in the family or something, their routine, new school, something in their life has changed, they tend to revert back. Um, maybe, like you said, the baby talk, um, which is which is not something to be overly concerned about if it's something short-term. What is concerning is when that behavior starts to happen and you're seeing long length, you know, a longer length of time. So, you know, now it's a couple weeks, now it's a couple months, and they're not getting out of that behavior, Mm. then that would be something more concerning, more alarming, because for that age group, um, that's just a sign that they're, you know, they're trying to process information. They're not, you know, necessarily processing it um, in the most uh, beneficial manner, Mm -hmm. obviously. But, but again, just reminders for them of, you know, not talking like a baby, talking like a big boy, and and those sorts of things. I actually have a four-year-old myself, and four-year-old son myself, 
Um, so, you know, here and there they do the baby talk or they're wanting to get attention or things like that. I wouldn't be overly yeah. alarmed. Uh, okay. um, but, but again, like I said, the length of time is, is going to be really important in that situation. So wow. when should she start um, being concerned about it? About what length of time? Six months or a couple of months? I mean, if, if it's like, yeah, like the first couple months, I mean, just constantly. Like if it's a here and there to get attention, a lot of times preschoolers will do things like that. But if you're talking about three, four months, just constantly not responding to any, you know, feedback saying, you know, talk like a big boy and, you know, things like that to try to get them out of that, then that could be, you know, definitely a different sign. Yes. Very good. Dr. Hammond, you have shed so much light, seriously, to to this issue. And I really hope that parents are listening to this and, you know, and, and I really hope that they took some notes on this yeah. because this is some good information you know that that you uh have given us about mm-hmm. you know raising emotionally healthy kids and dealing with uh mental disorders in in uh children and teens so tell us dr hammond how can people reach you yep so um so great way to keep in touch is on hammondpsychology.com that has um, the links to all the social media that I'm on. Usually I'm on Twitter the most, but it has all the links to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and all of that. Um, but it's HammondPsychology.com. And we also have a blog on there. So there's tons of articles for the last couple of years. If people are you know, looking for more information, they're welcome to you know, sort of browse through the blog and get some information from there as well. Wonderful. So uh, listeners, if you want to reach out to Dr. Nikisha Hammond, please go to her website at HammondPsychology.com. Well, Dr. Nikisha, thank you so much for being on the show. And hopefully you'll come back because I'm, I mean, I, I could really talk about this like for longer. I, I mean, I really could. And, and if the other two co-hosts were here, I'm pretty sure because they have children as well. And so, yeah. but thank you so much for being on the show and no we will t- we'll talk to you later. Sounds great. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> what you've just heard was the interview with Dr. Nikisha Hammond. Uh, Miss C and I interviewed her uh, earlier this week and, you know, I, I'm pretty sure from, you know, you guys heard her knowledge on um, mental health and teens. And I would encourage she is in Brandon, Florida. So I would encourage anyone in the Brandon, Florida, Florida area that, you know, if you're concerned about your child's uh, mental health or welfare to reach out to uh, Dr. Hammond. And I am more than certain that she will help you um, with your children. So Maya Campbell, you guys remember Maya Campbell, right? Mm-hmm. She was the actress that starred with LL Cool J uh, in In the House. Yeah. That show. And I think it wasn't it Deborah, um, Debbie Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Was the mother. Right. Was the mm-hmm. mother. Um, and if you remember, she got like hooked really bad on drugs. I yeah. mean, there was like videos yeah. floating around about her acting erratically yes. and, and crazy. Obviously, she was high. Um, there is a recent video that uh, with her at a gas station and with this and telling this guy that she wanted some crack. I mean, just basically really saying, you know, I want some crack and she wants some (laughs) seriously. And she wanted some powder cocaine and he posted it on social media. 
and I and and if you it, you can just go and probably look it up, um, and it's on uh, YouTube probably, and um, you can clearly see it's clearly her. He's got the he's got the uh, you know the camera pointed to her, and uh, it's just it's it's a shame she's got teeth missing. Because when she was just um, on Fits My Life, what maybe a year or so ago, um, she still had her teeth, and at one point we really thought that she was going to you know get herself together right. but she's been on drugs for a very 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 right. long time and supposedly she did get herself together i wonder did it really you know did she relapse or you know or if she really did get herself together but well ll apparently saw the the video on um on social media and he he sent a message and he said basically asking if anyone knew how to get in touch with her to let him know because this video I mean it's obvious that she was you know really uh, high and you know really she really does need some help she has a daughter too don't she I don't know does she have children yeah when she was on that thing it showed yeah she had a daughter about 15 14 15 years old Maya Campbell Maya has a daughter. She was married and and had a child. I don't know anything about that. Okay, well let's look it up because she was in this assisted living place or something. That was when she was supposedly um, trying to get off drugs, or they were helping her. And I think she said she had a daughter. Hmm. Well, um, like I said, L A L L A L L reached out on social media and basically said, if any of you know how to get in touch with her, let me know, like give me the information. Well, some guy, and I don't know if this was a reporter or anything, actually went, She Maya works at a salon. And so I'm assuming he knew where she works. So he goes into the salon with the camera and basically tells Maya, yo, LL is looking for you. LL is trying to get in touch with you and I mean she just I mean just the stuff I can't verbatim say everything but she basically said LL leave me alone I mean she basically was like um, I don't I don't I don't need him to rescue me I don't I don't need him to to, right to be looking out um, for me and the guy was like but he wants to make sure you're okay how can he get in touch with you? She goes, well, maybe he should pray. Maybe he should pray to God. Maybe he should pray to God for, um, for, uh, you know, for it and for the, whatever, the, to get in touch with her. And then, you know, the guy's like, okay, right. Like, like really like why, like why all of that? Why all of that? And, um, she said something about, or maybe he should just go start back rapping. You know, I don't I don't need, you know, nobody to help me. Honey, it's obvious that you need some help. You are at a gas station pumping some man's gas, asking him for crack cocaine. And with teeth missing. Yes, about three in the front. About three teeth missing in the front. Cave mouth. Oh <laughs> Lord, that that ain't right. Cave, cave mouth. Or a picket fence. <laughs> That no, because right. no, these were in a row. We'll no picket about this. Uh, this was a cave. Well, opening. gate opened in. Right. And, you know, uh, don't try to act like, you know, you, you know, you're fine and all that stuff. You are at a gas station 
looking a hot mess, acting like, you know, asking people for crack cocaine and powder powder cocaine. And trying to have a little pride. Exactly. And you're talking about you don't need help. You need help. Mm-hmm. You see her daughter. No, I didn't. Uh, I don't see. I didn't see her. Um, you need help. You yeah. really need help. And for someone like LL to reach out to care enough, because it's been years since um in the house. I yeah. mean, you know, it was like early nineties. And he probably hasn't seen her in years. Well, that's what he was saying. That's what he was saying. Yeah. And and for him to at least want to, um help you you know and 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 is concerned about you and then ll responds and says well you can't help someone who doesn't want help exactly you know but i'm thinking to myself you know don't l you know ll ain't just no average you know you know i mean he's a person but you know he has resources it's nothing there's no telling what he could have done for you there's no telling how he could have helped you you know, get better your life. But right. just like you said, if she don't want to get help, it's nothing he could have done true. for her. That's true. And well, you know what? She, she, it might be the fact that the uh, person came in with the cameras. Could and, be. And well, she used to being on camera because she was begging for crack. No, she was getting irate at the end when he was mm-hmm. like, hey, seriously, what mm-hmm. what do you want to say to Ella? Right, he's trying to reach yeah. out for her. And she yeah. was like, leave me alone. Exactly. And he was like, okay, calm down. Right. And like kind of ended the interview. Right. So, I mean, she was like, well, you know, uh, I, I just want LL to do a benefit or something. She didn't say what the benefit was for, but she, she said she wanted him to do some type of benefit. And then she, at the end, she says, reach out to somebody, you know, uh, on Facebook. Somebody, I guess LL knew whoever she but, said reach but, out to. But she was like, don't get in touch with me on Instagram. Don't do yeah, that. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, leave me alone. It's crazy. I mean, for this man, and it's obvious, and I wonder if she does have, where? where's a daughter? Who has a daughter? You know, her mother is dead. Her mother is the famous author, B. Moore, what is it, B. Moore Campbell. Isn't it B. Moore, or B. Campbell? B. What? what? She wrote all of those books. She's Her mother is fam- was famous. She was a famous author. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, and so, like, who has your child? Maybe the father. Hopefully. Maybe the father might 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 have the child, but you know it's just I, I was just looking at it and just thinking like you know you are ungrateful, you are ungrateful, or just saying you know LL I thank you I love you so much I appreciate you being concerned about me you know but to get irate like that mm-hmm. when someone's trying to show you kindness you know to be irate is just it's, I start to say well you know it's it's no telling if maybe she. <clears throat> holds him responsible for her getting on Why excuse could? me getting on drugs or something but I remember an interview that um, he did he said he don't drink and he doesn't smoke yeah I I, yeah. I, I heard he was one of the clean and yeah. not that if you take a drink every now and then you're not clean but he is one of those ones that um, I didn't know I didn't hear he didn't drink but I know no, he, he didn't do he drugs does not, he does not drink he does not smoke and he's never done drugs mm, That's, okay. that was what he said it was it's some type of thing him and his somebody was doing I uh, guess about building his body and and stuff mm-hmm. and, and um, what is what you call it his What's the person that his trainer? Him? Yeah, but it was another name that he called, and they know. were on um, Wendy, Wendy Williams show. Him and the person he was talking about his body. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. that's the mom. 
Yeah, yeah, him. yeah. The mother, her mother is a um, was a famous uh, author. She wrote a lot of African American books. She wrote a lot of them, and they were very successful too. Mm-hmm. I think it's B Mo, B Moore Campbell. It's BB Moore. Oh, BB Moore, BB Moore yeah. Campbell. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's 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 and that who was her was mother. Father Tico. I don't know. I I never knew anything about her father. I don't know who who he is. But you know, show show a little, you know, respect. Show a little. Well, you can't if you don't care. Well, you that's know, that's true. You know, that's true. We, people, we've tried to help people. You know, close people that you know at that time if they weren't ready, it was nothing that we can do about it. And, and people, she was arrested at the Waffle House. For she's what? been arrested so many times. So many times. And, you know, when people think about, you know, uh, where she came from and, you know, how she was so, you know, I I wonder sometimes if, you know, I just think that, you know, actors like like when you were thrust in the spotlight at first and then maybe, you know, your show goes off the air. I just think that at some point you got to restructure. Yeah. yeah. You know, did you audition for another, for other shows? You know, what did you, did you go behind? Like a lot of them go behind the scenes and start directing you remember she and was producing. In, she was in Tyree's video. I thought she was going to pick yes, up modeling at one point. Yes, yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, we'll be right back in a moment. Stay right with us. Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. My enemies like a game of chess where I rest. No stress if you don't smoke, you bless. I must confess, my destiny's manifest. There's some vortex and sweats. I make tracks like I'm homeless. Rap orgies with Borgie and best. Capture your bounty like Elliot Ness. Yes, bless you if you represent the food, but I'm extra. Thanks for coming back with us. So, the actor that played Lafayette. Uh, remember, uh, I was a big True Blood fan. I don't know if you guys were. Uh, did you watch the True Blood series? But um, the guy that played in The Help, he was the one at the diner, um, and and the one that was on the bus with uh, what's her name, Aileen Abilene? What did she play? What was her name in The it's Help? Viola Davis. Yeah, but what was her? When Abilene? Abilene. I think that was her character's name in the book. Remember, Mm -hmm. he was with her on the bus during the riots. Mm -hmm. Um, He was on Get On Up. He was um, James Brown. He played James Brown's best friend. Mm -hmm. His name is Nelson Ellis, and he passed away Saturday at 39 years old of heart failure. Mm -mm -mm. 39 years old of heart failure brilliant actor I remember because the first time I saw him was in True Blood I'd never seen him before and I just remember that Lafayette character he yeah. he really was you know that character yeah he said he invented that he, it, it, it seems like it because mm-hmm. he was I mean he was he was he was awesome yeah he was uh, married too show. wasn't he yeah he's married and he has chi- uh, children mm. so um, our hearts go out to uh, his family um, I, I it was something I read about something about alcohol withdrawal or something like that they were saying. Really? I don't know if that was 39? that's true, but it was something about alcohol withdrawals or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I I always think about you never know what people are going through. Right. Yeah. Right. 
you know, sometimes, and, and a lot of times we see people on TV and in movies and we think, oh, that's the life. But you never really know. Because yeah. everybody doesn't wear their stuff on their sleeve. Yeah. Right. Everybody just doesn't walk around telling their business and wearing signs about, right. you know, I'm this, I'm that. And, you know, sometimes when we hear, you know, something like that, we just think, wow. What happened? Right. What happened? But, you know, so our hearts uh, go out to his family. Shia LaBeouf. Y'all remember Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> mm-hmm. Shia LaBeouf is crazy. Yeah, he is. They I, said he was. I don't, know what, <laughs> I don't know what happened to him. But he, <laughs> he was arrested again in Savannah, Georgia. He was taken into custody at 4 a.m. in the morning for disorderly conduct obstruction and public drunkenness this is the same stuff like that he has been doing since um what is it the transformer movies Mm -hmm. he was in that he's the first three he's the one you know he's he was the original one and then he's after the third one he said i don't want to do this anymore which they were offering like $25 million. He wanted to get drunk in public. Well, I'd have got the $25 more million would have helped me get drunker. <laughs> but you know what? How can a person have that kind of money, that kind of money, and be drunk in public? It goes to show you that money does not. You got enough money not. to stay at home it's and be right. pissed and drunk exactly. if you want to. That's why I say something's not, something's not right oh, somewhere. I'm telling you, money does not equate it, to it happiness. It doesn't. A lot of people think it does, which I think I could be happy. I think me too. With, <laughs> me too. With $25 million. I don't think I could be happy with $1 million. Let me see if I can handle it. <laughs> I think I can probably handle it. I'm, I'm pretty sure I could. I wouldn't be acting crazy. But it just goes to show you, like you say, Ronnie B, that money is not the cure-all. That's you know, right. people, it's right. just like crazy people with money. You know, you're crazy with it. You're going to be crazy. You, you know yeah. what I'm Crazier saying? Crazier without right. it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's crazy. Rob Kardashian and Black China. The Lord, saga continues. That's ridiculous. The saga continues. So. For those of you who don't know, Rob posted on his Instagram page, again, blasting Black China about cheating on him and uh, with other men and saying that he paid for her to have surgery. Something about the way her body is now, he paid for it. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know. Okay, well, thank you. Right, to right, letting everybody right. know that. Well, T.I., which I don't know why. Well, he got anything right, to do with it. Why T.I. had anything to do with it. Well, I do. We'll find T.I. responded to him and basically said, why are you airing your business out on social media? Yeah. I mean, really? I mean, come on. Um, And this is exactly what he said. Why bring your business to IG, though? T.I. asked Rob, look, you got worked, bro. But at least keep it to yourself. You letting the world know you a duck. I'm assuming a duck means somebody to let people like run over. Like oh, okay. whack. Oh, okay, okay. You know, I don't know the colloquialisms <laughs> and hip hop and stuff. But um, I mean, which is which is basically true though, yeah. and I'm pretty sure that a lot of people are probably saying the same thing. Look, you're airing out your dirty laundry in in public. Mm-hmm. You know, not only in public, but like on TV. Yeah, you know, it's not like it was just a uh, tabloid about it, but you're acting it out on t- on TV shows and stuff. So Rob then dropped a bombshell and replied to D- to T.I. and said, since T.I. want to chime in on business that don't concern him, let's talk about the threesome you had with China and your baby mama Tiny. 
Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He says, <laughs> don't speak on my daughter when you when you having threesomes with young China uh, and Tiny. And he said, I put that on my daughter's life since you want to speak on my daughter. It's a shame. China told me everything about your threesomes with you and her and Tiny. You got no moves, bro. China told me you paid her to have sex with you and Tiny, your wife. What? How old is China? I don't know. She's like 25, 26. Oh, she's or legal. Like that. Oh, yeah, she's legal. She's, yeah, she's uh, grown. So, so once again, okay. I think he, I think he, because let's be real. T.I. had nothing. I mean, T.I. should not have even responded to that. That's called clapping back. Well, that's what it was. That's what Rob <laughs> yeah. did. I, I learned back. that. He clapped back that. at him. Um, but to, well, he's been airing out Black China's dirty laundry anyway. Yeah, so. he even Is that posted Charles- a, a picture with um some man in his bed. Shut up, Rob. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that supposedly Black China the, was supposed to be. Yes, with? Has is that, a man is that in her bed. Yes, it is his. Oh, yeah. He took a blood test. Don't have to. Yeah, it just, looks just like. Have you seen her? Like, I don't seen kids look like people yeah. and, and, and not being their child. I don't think Rob is going to can de- deny this little girl. She looks just like him. She really does, and I don't know if she if he's got a blood test or not. But um, I don't know if he really needs one. Listen, young men, <laughs> you always need one That's for yourself. Yeah. It, it doesn't have nothing to do. You can be in a relationship. You always need one. 18 years of paying for a child sure. that don't belong to you. Just to be sure. Is, uh, it's a hard pill to swallow. And, you know, if you sign the birth certificate and then you take a DNA test later and it's not yours, you're still obligated for 18 years to pay for this child oh, yeah. if you sign the birth certificate. Yeah. And why would you sign a death certificate? Death? Did I say death certificate? Oh I believe God. I did. You did. Ding, ding. Why, why would you sign a birth certificate if you're not sure you're the father anyway. Well, some people have well, no reason not to doubt anything. Well, so but they're yeah, sure in their head. Well, I guess if I didn't have a doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? If you don't get a birth a birth certificate, if you don't get a blood test <laughs> and then you find out it's not yours, shut your mouth and sit down. Yeah. Cause if you were you should have gotten a blood test before you signed. Because you know what you know what the baby mama gonna say. What what's what she gonna say? Get out my face. <laughs> Here is one that's crazy. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but this next story. So uh, on the Ricky Smiley show, um, what's her name? The brat. Mm-hmm. She admitted that she and Kirk Frost, Rashida's husband from Love and Hip Hop. Yeah. Dated. The brat. Oh, he was trying the to court brat. her. Brat gay, right? I don't know. Gay people date. I don't know. But said that before he met and married Rashida, mm-hmm. oh, okay. said that Kirk Frost was after her something awful. Yeah. Paid her, gave her twenty one hundred dollars or something like that with his name and number on the front and back of gave all of her twenty. $100 bills with his name and number on each and every one of them. And she can still cash them, right? And be- I'm pretty sure she already <laughs> cashed them and begged her to call him. 
Now it didn't say why it didn't work out. You know. Oh, but she did. Did you see the re- reunion last Very night? Very briefly, I did oh see my it. God. I mean, it's you know sometimes it's just mayhem. What's up with this Tommy chick? Who is she? She's a drunken uh, somebody, <laughs> a drunken fool. That's who she <laughs> the is. The world always. I cannot stand somebody who thinks they can beat everybody. And it's gonna take what up. one person yeah. to clunk on their head. You know who? You know who she didn't. Let me tell you who she didn't um, buck at. Jocelyn. Oh she no, she said she never know, yeah. bucked at jo- She was bucking at everybody else, but she never bucked at Jocelyn. Because you know why? Tommy, I, I don't know how to explain it. But Me neither. It's your brown skin yeah. with a skinny face like a rat. Yes, like a her. Rat. Yes, yes. Um, Papoose was at the slots this weekend. Oh, yeah, I heard. Yeah. He was at the fish table in Raleigh. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But anywho, um, I, she gets on my nerves all the time thinking she can beat somebody. But what about Jocelyn calling um, Stevie J's daughter's thoughts? Yes. Did you hear when she sat down? Thoughts. First of all, she went on Instagram and was calling them names and stuff on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. And then she was supposed to come to apologize and then say, hey, thoughts. All I can say is this. Stevie J shouldn't feel any type of way having a baby by her, knowing That's the type true. of person she was That's before. True. That's true. Then you tie it to her, and it's your fault. Anything you get, you deserve. That's what Mimi told them. That's what Mimi said. Mimi was like, you knew. You knew before you had this baby by her, you knew what type of person she was. Exactly. Well, he didn't think it was his baby. He knew it was his baby. No. Yes, he After did. he took the deal, he said she was kind of messing around. He knew, he knew. And she said, yes, yeah, she was, but with a female well, you know, she ain't shy about that. So I ain't, because she done had Mimi cookies, too. So Courtney Cox, you guys remember Courtney Cox, right, from Friends? Yep. The black heroine with Friends? She says that she now regrets all the work she got done to her face. Everybody should. Guess what? We regret it, too. Because <laughs> you walking around here looking like a goldfish <laughs> in the face. And she puckered up. She's, you you hadn't seen her? No. She said that her real friend started telling her, girl, <laughs> enough is enough. They said, Courtney, you in trouble, girl. <laughs> well, somebody should have told little Kim that. Well, little Kim is, no, you know, after the. No, uh-uh. After the swelling has gone down. No, it's Kim still was a mess. Scary. Look, Kim was scary at she first. She still is. No. She still is. And she do you scurry. know who else has had something done to their face? Simon Kyle. Of course. Don't you oh see him? He looks like God. he's got like acorns in his cheeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why are these he's people? He's storing away for the harvest. <laughs> Why are these people getting all of this work? Look, aging, you can't do anything about it. Okay, let, me, let me tell you who else had something done. Who? Um, for better or worse, um, what is it? Mar- Marcus? Marcus? Yes, you should see. Yes, you haven't seen him on this last episode. Maybe yes. Angela slapped him no, uh, too no. hard. And he had to fix that <laughs> face. No, his face is like Simon's. Oh, wow. Really? I, I take that you people see, just chasing yeah, you and all that stuff. Look, I'm not a look. If if you want to get something done, you know, makes you feel good, you get. But stop all of that stuff. You yeah. know, like five and ten surgeries. That's yeah. crazy. The only thing I want to do is lose some belly fat, but I ain't about to have no surgery for it. What's that? Ten thousand dollars, probably. Hmm. Well, that is all the time we have for today. We thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Bye for now. Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide.
Play my enemies like a game of chess where I rest. No stress if you don't smoke less. I must confess, my destiny's manifest. There's some vortex and sweats. I make tracks like I'm homeless. Rap orgies with orgy and best. Capture your bounty like Elliot Ness. Yes, bless me.